It's time for episode 462 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2022. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the August tech podcast. I am one of your hosts, oh. <laughs> Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal and uh, fellow Clockwise-onian, it's Jason Snell. <laughs> we're, we're winding the clock and then we watch it. That's what we do. Hi, Micah. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well today, Jason, although we were both just talking about how it's very early for us and uh, sometimes we have 9 a.m. shows, especially on Wednesdays. I don't know if there are a lot of people out there feeling bad that we had to start work at 9 a.m. That's what people do. (laughs) This is fair. This is fair. (sighs) But, you know, when you're working in your house, sometimes you don't have to start work at 9 a.m. And those are good days. But, you know, it's a good day to host clockwise, too. Gets us up, gets us going, gets us starting our day. Yes. And watching the clock. Um, As you Mm. all know, we have some guests here with us. Uh, To my left is the host of Roboism and Conduit right here on Relay FM, as well as everyone's favorite favorite unicorn. It is Kathy Campbell. Hello, Kathy. Hi, Micah. I'm so excited to be here, even though I am West Coast and I've been working for the past two hours. So I don't know what you're talking about, like starting the day. I've already got stuff checked off. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. To my left, he is uh, the former head of Emojipedia, but always eternally its founder. And now he's a man of leisure who is on a boat in the Thames. It's Jeremy Burge. Hi, Jeremy. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I feel like I got the worst of it all, that I'm up at 5 p.m., but I've got no work done at all. So at least (laughs) I've all got an excuse. (laughs) Wow. You drank some gin and tonics. That is very important work. I did. I did slowly walk back from the Riverside Bar to to, to be here with you all, which is lovely. It's like I'm having a G&T on a sunny afternoon with you all. Well, uh, let us get rolling so Jeremy can check off the first bit of work for the day. Uh, You know how this works. Four topics, 30 minutes, and mine for you. Uh, Amazon says, hey, look, we're going to shut down Amazon Drive. So if you've got anything in Amazon Drive outside of photos, uh, you're going to need to find something else. And it just made me wonder, I never really used Amazon Drive, uh, but I'm curious what your current cloud storage solution or solutions is slash are. Kathy, we'll start with you. Uh, I literally did not know Amazon Drive was a thing (laughs) until I read this question. So... Obviously not Amazon Drive. Um, I do a variety of Dropbox, Google Drive. I guess I have stuff in Apple, what, iCloud? Is that what it's called? I don't even know. Yeah, cool. Um, But it depends on who I'm sharing it with, what I'm doing with it. Um, I have an internal, like, organization thing so I can tell you where stuff is, but don't ask me why that's where it goes because <laughs> that part I don't know. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I um mostly Dropbox. Uh I like Dropbox. It it serves me well. I know that there are it's fashionable to hate on Dropbox, but it still serves me really well. And um other than that, I don't know. Um I have a little bit of iCloud Drive, but uh, I think that's about it. 
so I don't know. I like Kathy. I keep them all littered around, but I also uh, Dropbox primarily a little bit of iCloud Drive for a few personal things. Dropbox is just good for sharing for me and working with other people. So that's what I use. Jeremy, what do you think? I don't know when it happened, but I became that guy that just uses the same thing forever. So Dropbox is what I used when I set up Emojipedia to start with, behind the scenes there. And I just kept using it forever. And I still use it personally today. Uh, it does kind of chug a little bit in the background. And even though it seems very sensitive, I try, I'm try. i very mindful of my battery use, being on a boat, energy efficiency and all. So I tend to leave Dropbox quit because I'm not really syncing with anyone that most of the time. And then I just open it up, you know, once a week, or if I'm going to share files like after this show and a bit of iCloud Drive too. Oh, how about you, Micah? Uh, what, what, uh, were you using Amazon Drive? <laughs> well, I was going to say, sinking on a boat, that sounds dangerous. Anyway, oh, no. Dan's oh. not here. I have to do the Dan jokes. Um, so I do use uh, Dropbox for most of the stuff. I also use iCloud Drive. Um, but I will say there's some like internal... Uh, but it's not even an anxiety thing. It's more of a, of a, of a, I feel like I'm doing something thing where backing up my photos to multiple places makes me happy. And I also like to see kind of how different things will recommend, uh, what I have. So, uh, part of the reason why I use Amazon photos, not the drive part, but the photos part is because I do have some echo devices that have displays. And so being able to show those photos is nice. Uh, but I also back, back up my photos to Dropbox and to, uh, of course, iCloud photo library. And so those portions, I definitely use the different tools that are available. But when it comes to just cloud storage itself, uh, it's almost always Dropbox just because it's so easy for me to right click, create a link to that and share it with who I need to share it with. Or in the case of the shows that we do, uh, upload to a folder that exists online. So yeah, um, I think that's probably part of the reason why Amazon Drive is shutting down because people didn't use it and didn't in some cases even know about it. So I'm not surprised. Uh, let us move on to our next topic, which comes from Kathy. All right. There are so many streaming services out there constantly getting added and taken away. Uh, and there's so many TVs, TV shows and movies that exist. Uh, which one do you go to first when you want to find something to watch? I think the literal answer to this question for me is that I don't. I go to the <laughs> TV app on the Apple TV, which despite all of the jokes we make about the TV app on the Apple TV, that up next feature that collects everything from every service except Netflix <laughs> is great because it is popping up uh, the new shows that we're watching as we're watching them. I can go there and then I don't know and nobody else in my family needs to know that this show is on Amazon Prime Video and these two are on Hulu and this these two are on hbo max and this one's on apple tv plus although you can't miss apple tv plus shows in the tv app is strange uh the uh so so netflix is the one that i have to remind myself to go to occasionally and 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 i i know that not you know not a lot of people are relying on the tv app but it, it's i feel like netflix is shooting themselves in the foot not being in there because it's making them seem much less essential in my life uh because it's not ever in that interface in terms of the spiritual 
answer to this question. I would say <laughs> Hulu is kind of killing it right now with Reservation Dogs and Only Murders in the Building. And we just finished Shorzy over there. And there's a couple other things that we've been watching over there. I think that it, it goes se- seasonally. But right now we're watching a lot of stuff on Hulu and also a bunch of stuff on HBO Max, which is a pretty great service that the new CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery seems to be uh, trying to destroy. I don't understand that part of it, but uh, <laughs> I still like it while while it's not uh, until he ruins it. I like that one, too. Jeremy? I don't watch a bunch of TV in the summer in particular, but when I do, I mean, I, I kept a Netflix subscription alive, and I guess if I'm looking for something to watch, I might pop in there. I, I ended up watching a fair bit on Apple TV+, Plus for me anyway, in the last year or so, The Morning Show and Ted Lasso, that sort of thing. And I've got Amazon Prime because deliveries are awesome from Amazon and you get the free little bonus. So they're, they're my boring ones. And otherwise, I just don't watch enough to, to get another subscription. Yeah, just not, just not a massive TV guy. The catch-up apps in the UK. Micah, you, you'll have something. I actually do the same thing as Jason. I love to use that Apple TV app. Uh, again, it shows everything except for Netflix, which is annoying that it doesn't show Netflix. But I uh, will pop that open and see both things that I'm already watching, or I will look at some of the recommendations. Very rarely do I follow through with those recommendations, but I do like that uh, for the shows that I'm you know, continuing to watch, that's where I can go. Uh, but to answer your question more specifically and directly, I when I there's absolutely nothing else on, um, I actually will launch the Hulu app first and then the Netflix app because I have seen, especially on Instagram, uh, promos for different shows uh, over time, and they tend to be on Hulu. The ones that I, I find myself, um, you know, going, Ooh, I might watch that. And so I will launch the Hulu app and just do a quick scroll through so that I can go, Oh, right. I saw that on Instagram. I wanted to watch that and I'll go through and watch it. Uh, Kathy, what about you? Yeah. Uh, Micah, your answer is actually very similar to mine. I end up seeing things and then I don't have a place that I put shows that I want to watch. I just, you know, trust the universe to bring them back into my life. Yes. When launch. If you love it, and, let it go. <laughs> uh, exactly. It'll come back. Uh, and usually Hulu is where they end up being. Um, although I have been watching a lot of like documentaries on Netflix. I think uh, Netflix is doing really, really good things with their documentary. Whoever's in charge of that is really interesting. Um I just watched the new Dolly Parton one, uh, which was great. Um, uh, yeah, so I was just thinking, you know, wondering what people watch their TVs. Uh, so thanks for answering. You're so welcome. And now, folks, we have reached halftime. And I'm excited to tell you about the sponsor this week. Uh, this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Cloaked. Ooh, what a cool name. Cloaked eliminates that pressure that you feel when you're asked to share personal information online and even in person. Every time you need to share personal information, whether you're online shopping or meeting someone new, Cloaked lets you instantly generate real working phone numbers, email addresses, and passwords. Think about how these different sites track you online and how they use your email and your phone number together, even whenever you're using you know, a VPN or Apple's iCloud Private Relay or any of these tools, that if you are using that same phone number and password and email uh, across different sites... That is where they can kind of put two and two together and still gain some information about you. It's not 
not a good idea, not a, a good feeling to have to share that information over and over and over again, uh, knowing that uh, your privacy might be at stake there. You can protect your personal information with Cloaked using the browser extension, the mobile app, and the web dashboard. Cloaked makes logins and access to all your secure accounts and messages easy. Emails and phone numbers include forwarding, muting, and pairing, and cloaked data will always be yours. Each individual's data is separated and secured on personalized encrypted databases because Cloaked believes privacy deserves respect. And so Cloaked's mission is to bring humanity to the internet. Never feel forced to share your personal phone number or email ever again. You can join the waitlist to gain early access perks to Cloaked. You just go to cloaked.app slash clockwise to be prioritized on the waitlist. That's cloaked.app slash clockwise to gain early access perks to Cloaked. And our thanks to Cloaked for their support of this show. All right, we are back from halftime, and that means it's time for Jason's Topic. Uh, I'm gonna. This is this is a a hypothetical, and I just want you to think about this for a minute. A mean person comes to you and says, "I'm sorry, you use too much technology. You got to slim it down. You can keep your smartphone, but you can only use a single computer or tablet. One item. You can't have a desktop and a laptop. You can't have an iPad and a laptop or a desktop. You can't one item for all of your work other than your smartphone. What?" would that be and i would like you to be specific like what model and even specs if you want if there is only one computer uh no or tablet that you could use and everything else had to be on your smartphone jeremy you you probably had to make this decision because a, a person came to you and it was yourself and said you're going to live <laughs> on a boat and there's not much room yeah no that mean person lives in my head every day any any tech, <laughs> any tech decision anything at all yeah it's like you gotta you gotta pick and there's always compromises and thankfully this is the easiest question for me to answer it's the computer i have right now because i did make that decision and it is the latest 14 inch macbook pro because i've uh Never really been, a, you know, the the whole have two computers kind of person. Like, I, I just, even with cloud storage, I like all my stuff on one machine. Uh, I have the four terabyte drive, which I love. I'm pretty sure I couldn't get it with eight because I think I might have done if I could have done. But yes, long live the mean man that lets you pick one thing because he is me. <sighs> and, <laughs> he is, and he is Jason, un, which is very frustrating because <laughs> uh, as much as I want to say this beautiful Mac studio that's sitting in front of me, um, I just got the M2 MacBook Air. I it's been a, it's been a long time to be honest since I've been excited and like enamored of a uh new Apple device you know the the phone's kind of like oh yeah it's a new phone it's a new. I pulled out the M2 MacBook Air from the box and I just immediately chuckled because of how light it was and using it like taking I I just I I wish that I had a dongle, not a dongle. What is it that I'm thinking of? Because uh, uh, it's um, like a lanyard kind of thing where I could, a tether <laughs> that I could just like clip it to my belt and take it everywhere with me because <laughs> I carry it around with me like it's my child or something. It's so nice. It's so lightweight. It is zippy quick. And so as much as I love this huge screen that's in front of me and the power that the Mac Studio has, if I could only have one device, I want to still be able to be mobile. And so that new M2 MacBook Air is definitely uh, my, my answer. Kathy, what about you? 
I guess I'd have to pick like a MacBook Pro of some sort, maybe when the M2 comes to that, like in the future, I also would love to have it in a color other than shades of gray. Yeah, in this hypothetical, I'd have to pick, you know, a super spec'd out MacBook Pro so it would have the space that I need and speed and whatever. But my question, I like I have so many questions on this hypothetical situation <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um that I think would not work for this podcast because it's only 30 minutes. So <laughs> I will leave the that backstory, for the future. Backstory yeah. of this enemy. Why why is he like this? Well, right? I can I can let me explain this shadowy figure and why this person is doing this. I, I honestly I was just thinking about the fact that I live a multimodal lifestyle where I've got an iPad Pro and I've got a laptop. I just got an M2 MacBook Air and I've got a Mac Studio at my desk and I thought would I use any of those as my sole computer or not or did or did the choice of what to use include the fact that that they don't have to bear the burden Ah. on their own and i thought it would be an interesting thought exercise and i think it was for everybody but jeremy who already had the thought exercise so i (laughs) guess it was interesting there too um and my answer is actually jeremy's answer and you know i think it's the answer which is as much as i have i mean i've had a macbook air forever uh since they made them i've been, i've had a macbook air but i think today if i had to do my entire job with only one computer i would have to choose the 14 inch macbook pro because i would want more power and space and memory and all those things and the macbook air is great for me uh and i could do my job on it but given all of that audio stuff that i do uh that is the reason i bought a mac studio because i wanted more power to run those audio plugins and stuff like that i think i would go with the bigger heavier and nittier uh, macbook pro 14 <laughs> over the macbook air uh which is funny because that's not a computer i own or plan on buying and yet if that if i had to choose one i think i would if i were moving on a boat let's say that is what i would choose <laughs> let's say if you had to live on a boat what would you do what would you do what that you could do. be a whole podcast <laughs> jeremy you and you know i know you're looking for stuff to do so maybe consider that well your tiktok channel is sort of that so people should check that out i i uh i, I i'm not on tiktok but i watch your reposts on on Twitter and they're and they're great. Oh, that's I, only I, the half time, of it. All the all time, the good stuff's on the talks. Oh, all man. the time, good stuff is on time the lapse, talks. Yep. Time lapse. Time lapse. Tim's videos. Oh, that's the best stuff. Okay, last topic, Jeremy. What do you have for us from from Dottie M from your boat? What is your from topic? my boat? Uh, so I, I don't like extra hardware where I can help it, but the biggest thing that I don't love about the MacBook Pro, speaking of which, is the webcam. I know everyone has this sort of issue. I've used a Logitech for a while, and I bought this kind of one I got carried away with earlier in the year called an Opal C1, and it's fine. It just arrived, but now there's news of continuity camera on macOS Ventura as well. So I just want to know, you're all much more in the podcasting world than I am. For video stuff or conference calls or being on the TV, what are you using for a front-facing camera? And should I get it, I suppose? Uh, Micah, you're the guy with his face on the streaming all the time. What I got? am. What I use is uh, a really incredible program um, that I had started using before Continuity Camera was ever announced. I use uh, an iPhone as my camera using an app called 
Camo Studio from the folks at Reincubate. Um, Reincubate started by making uh, software that kind of lets you make a backup of your phone and uh, your iCloud drive or your iCloud backup and be able to go into those and make changes and see what's there. And because they you know, had this knowledge of how to kind of get as close to the the bare bones of the phone as possible. Um, they figured out how to properly use the cameras that are built into the iPhone. And so Camo Studio, you run it on the Mac, and it turns your iPhone into a, a webcam. Uh, it has an app that you download to your phone as well. And then you're just running that app on your phone. Uh, I have it connected via a uh, USB-C to lightning cable to my Mac. And it is an incredible camera. I can use all three of the lenses that are part of the iPhone. I can, uh, you know, zoom in, zoom out, crop things down. Uh, over time, Camo has added some new stuff because it's now competing with continuity camera that give it overlays and all sorts of things. And now I've, I've recommended this to many people uh, who are who now use it for their shows pretty regularly as well. Uh, yeah, Kathy, what about you? How do you stream video? Uh, so I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the most I use video streaming is for Total Party Kill over on The Incomparable and my iMac Pro camera is just fine for that. However, if I had a situation where, I don't know, I was a fancy emoji girl and needed, you know, to be on television, um, I probably would use my phone or I would use it as an excuse to buy a Sony mirrorless camera because, <laughs> you know, that that's definitely not, you know, hitting a nail with a sledgehammer at all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just not a situation I come into. So I have a, a bunch of options that I would choose in that case, but I'd probably end up using my phone. I also have an Opal, and I agree with everything Micah said. Uh, it gets hot. It doesn't really bother me, but it is surprising every time I pick it up. I'm like, wow, this is a very warm camera. The idea is that it's got SLR kind of like level optics and sensors in it. What I like most about the Opal, honestly, is the fact that it actually has a standard mount that fits on top of my display mm -hmm. and allows me to point it in the right direction. And as much as I love camo, and I agree, camo is great. Camo is super fiddly. That's what continuity camera does better. You got to launch the app and make sure you don't have any of the buttons uh, pressed at any point or the app goes away and then the camera goes away and there's no good mounts for it. I'm hoping the existence of continuity camera means we're going to get a whole bunch of iPhone as webcam mounts and then you can use camo with it if you want to. You don't have to use continuity camera and maybe that'll be a good thing because I've got this weird thing that I clamp on to my desk and then the phone sticks out and the whole thing kind of wiggles a little bit and I don't I don't like it and the Opal is solid. The problem is exactly what what uh, Micah said, which is uh, the Opal software isn't there yet, and they're 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 Mac only, and yet they built this piece of hardware and the software. Like uh, Jeremy was posting image samples earlier today of his, and the truth is, like it does some very strange things with the image. I think that the quality of the camera is very good, but the quality of the software is not very good. And um, you know, I'm hopeful that they will work that out because I think I would rather have uh, that little thing perched on top of my monitor rather than use uh, uh, an iPhone if I can avoid it. And I actually, I actually have the studio display and I think it's camera is okay. I, I'm not a, in my lighting, the center stage camera is fine, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, if I'm going to be on video 
podcast several hours a week, I want something a step above that. And so whether it's the Opal or my iPhone or something else that comes along uh, to be determined, it's funny that this is interesting. This is not a, a solved problem that everybody is trying this approach. Thanks, pandemic, I guess. Uh, and we'll probably get something really good out of it. But right now, it's just kind of unclear what that'll be. Jeremy? Yeah, it, it feels like that's been happening the whole way through the pandemic, right? People being like, why are our webcams? Why do they still suck? Yeah, this Opal camera, again, great lens, just the auto setting, especially for me. I'm not in a great, you know, some people have a room with good lighting and they can set it up to look good on camera, whereas I'm kind of reliant on daylight. Uh, I've got a ring light, that sort of thing, and it just makes weird choices about lighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it made me appreciate the built-in MacBook Pro uh, webcam a bit more. It's kind of fuzzy, and like it's like a lowest common denominator. It makes a decent enough image all the time rather than a good image sometimes, and I, I don't I don't want to be fiddling with all the settings. I just want it to turn it on, make my skin not look completely white or completely red, and make my background look kind of normal. So that's, yeah, I don't think I'm loving the Opal as a result of that. I am looking forward to continuity camera, though, because, yeah, just simplicity, right? I don't really want a bunch of settings. I'm happy to keep a little mount thing around, and I've always got my phone. It does mean, I guess, I couldn't fiddle with my phone if it's a meeting, but if it's like TV or something, you know, where you don't want to, where you're meant to be paying attention, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you don't just intuitively look down. So I'm looking forward to testing that out, and I will be mounting it on my laptop as soon as I get Ventura sometime this year, I guess. <laughs> All right. With that, it is time for the bonus topic. My question for you. What is your favorite part of or your favorite part about your home office space? Kathy? Uh, right now, it would be my air conditioner. <laughs> Yes. Great. Um, but outside of, you know, the month that it gets over a hundred in Oregon, um, I'd probably say my auto full pink gaming chair. It normally comes with bunny ears and a bunny tail. Um, but of course I switched out the ears for a unicorn horn because branding. Of course. But it's also super comfortable. It's got a really tall back. I'm a tall human. And so having a full, like it hits at the top of my head, which is great. Um, it can lay back if I'm relaxing. All of the things. It's super comfortable. It hits my, you know, lower back lumbar support, blah, 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 all the aromatic mumbo jumbo, but also it's really cute. So I also uh I, I built my my garage office. I did it. Like all the pieces are mine. So I, I, on one level, I'm just proud because I built my own workspace here inside this garage. I'll give two examples, though, of favorites. One is the carpet. You know, it's just concrete on the floor here. And people think I, I think um, I imagine people think, oh, you work in your garage and there's like a circular saw hanging above me. And you like, you know, <laughs> and, and it's just like very industrial. And the fact is, I went to a local carpet place and they, they have giant carpet remnants. And so I have like a 12 foot by 12 foot square of what is just carpet uh, with, along with a pad underneath it on top of the concrete. So it's a carpeted office. And, and that's actually really was a huge upgrade in terms of not feeling like I was um, working in, in a, a cinder block uh, prison cell <laughs> kind of thing. But my biggest upgrade that I've made in the last couple of years to my office is after working in it for like five years, I finally decided to paint it. And I made the the uh, executive decision to paint one wall of my office bright orange. And I've said this on other podcasts before, but I'll just say 
it, it's a little bit like I'm working inside of an orange, and I love it. That's I love fun. it. And then the other wall is an off-white with an orange tint, and I have little orange uh, LEDs around my window that I can turn on, and especially in the winter months where it's a little bit darker, um, it, the orange just uh, makes me happy. So it's my orange wall. That's my answer. That's so sweet. And uh, <laughs> that, that is nice. I do like that. And uh, in a similar way, for me, it's not the tech in my, my office. If anyone's seen it, it's also my dining room. It's also the spare bedroom. So I can't really have anything fixed in place. But my absolute favorite thing, I installed a window on one side last year. And it was doors that you could open up, which were great if it's a sunny day. But if it was raining, it meant it was all dark on that side because I had to close them. Whereas I installed some windows inside those doors so I can look out them and look at the swans and the geese, my enemies, and the ducks who are lovely. So that <laughs> keeps me happy. Keep your enemies in sight. Um, yes. I, I love I love all of those answers. For me, I've got these two lights that I use um, for whenever I am on air. And they're these kind of large LED panels from Elgato. But what I find uh, that's helpful is even when I don't do podcasts that require video, um, or even when I come in in the morning and sit at my desk, I like to turn them on and set them to a color temperature that is similar to sunlight. And they're kind of like sad lights, uh, seasonal affective disorder lights. They are they get very bright. And I do feel energized when they are on um, more so than I would if uh, if I just worked with an overhead light. So I very much like these lights and appreciate their help in making me feel sunned even when I am not out in front of the sun. Um, all right, folks, we are just about to the end of this episode. But if you would like to get ad free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. All you do is go to relay.fm slash clockwise and sign up for just five bucks a month or $50 a year and you'll help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss the dumb corners of our smart homes. We have reached the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to thank our incredible guests. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me, Micah. And Jeremy Burge, thank you as always. Pleasure uh, to be here. And Micah, thank you as always for being here on Clockwise uh, with me as sometimes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, thank you for your time today, everyone. And thanks to everybody out there for listening to Clockwise. Until next week, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>